want you to turn to the book of Isaiah, chapter number 60. That's 6-0. And I'm going to look at verse 18. This scripture, terse verse, is probably somewhat familiar, uh, amen, uh, to many in the house. I want to go just a little different direction, if I could. For those that are still looking, I want to mention there is a CD table out in the vestibule. Feel free to look at that CD. We call them the Narlock Classics. There's about three projects over the years that are compiled under the roof of two CDs. So feel free to browse that. The song, Like He's All I Need, is on there. Uh, amen. And if you don't like it for any other reason, it still makes a great frisbee. Praise God. So whatever you want to do, it's there. Also, this year, the Lord has allowed us to compile a prayer journal. It's a book, 40-page, 30-day prayer journal concerning the ribbon of blue. Uh, amen. That's why thus we call it Blue Zion Ministries, etc. Uh, but it's little uh, commentary, uh, places for notes, scriptures. We want you to take that and coddle it in your prayer room. Go through it day by day and I pray it'll be a blessing to you. So that's out there as well. Uh, amen. We're not in competition. We made sure with Brother Lang. Uh, amen. But there's Israel information. Uh, you already got a great tour guide right here in the house. Praise God. Uh, but uh, we're going again October 2020. People are jumping on board. It's been great. So we thank you for that. Amen. All in advance. Isaiah chapter 60 and verse number 18. Violence shall no more be heard in thy land. Wasting nor destruction within thy borders, but thou shalt call thy walls salvation and thy gates praise. Somebody say walls. Can you say salvation? Somebody say gates. Can you say praise? I want to preach from this terse verse today for a little while in your hearing. And if I can entitle it as so many preachers do, simply the second gate discovery. The second gate discovery. Could, you, could somebody do this right now? The second gate discovery. Just in, in front of somebody, the second gate discovery this morning. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gill. That was wonderful word this morning. I leaned over to the pastor. I said, my first name's Sylvester. It's Seal for short. So you had Brother Gill. Now you get Brother Seal. Praise God. Amen. Help us preach this today. Could you take that Bible, put it to your bosom with one hand, and could you lift another? Somebody magnify the Lord with me. In the name of Jesus, thank you for the anointing. We dance in advance. God, we give you allegiance and the highest praise hallelujah God from center to circumference from the pulpit to the pew God for your divine blessing God seeds that have been sown in the water that's flowing in the growth that's here in the name of Jesus we pray somebody shout in Jesus name Hallelujah. Could you take your Bibles, place them gently on the pew next to you, and could you clap your hands one more time under the Lord? Come on. He's deservant of our praise today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor. Tell him I'm not sitting down on the preacher today. Amen. You may be seated if you feel if you hadn't said it, stand up and try it again. Amen. Just so that you, amen, know somebody means business in the pew next to you, could you clap your hands one more time to Jesus right where you're sitting? Make a joyful noise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm glad I'm in a Pentecostal church today. Book of Isaiah, 
of the most wonderful scrolls ever unrolled in the face of historicity and the things that are there compiled, brother, with the complete 66 chapters. Sometimes I call it Route 66. It's what we need is a compass dividing, amen, asunder of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, the word of the Lord. In Isaiah, you can find, as if it were, prophecies that have been fulfilled, and then prophecies that are being fulfilled, and prophecies that are yet to come to pass. So with its all-encompassing scope, there's something so powerful within the book of Isaiah that thrills me every day. If I could, brother, I want to start out with some of the candy sticks. I kind of warned the pastor over just going do some candy sticks today. Amen. How many have favorites out there? Just a couple of people. Praise God. Amen. How many have a favorite color? I mean, some of you like, uh, amen, red or blue. Anybody have a favorite color? How about some favorite foods in Pentecost? There ought to be a lot of hands going up right now. Pizza and Pentecostals are synonymous. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of you like the border. Some of you like the Asian touch. And maybe it's just that good old Amen Prime Rib, A1 sauce, mashed potatoes and gravy. Hello, somebody. Amen. How about some trucks? Some of you Dodge lovers, anybody? Chevrolet, better way to see the USA. Amen. Any, anybody, any Ford lovers out there? Hallelujah. Brother, I, I, I want to say that I could walk into pastor's offices. Amen, like today, and, and begin to look on the shelves and the paraphernalia that's there and begin to equip my mind and to telling me what's their favorite stuff. Amen, praise God. And I, I could see it in your pastor's office today. Come fly with me, hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Some of it's paraphernalia from the Middle East. Some of it's hunting. They got a 39.5 buck something hanging on their wall. Amen, how many know what I'm saying? Yeah. Amen. So, so I sent all that, brother, to say that if I could, amen, dangerously launch into some of my candy sticks, is this okay? I'm going to take you on tour to Israel just for a moment. I'm going to use some of that if it's all right. Matter of fact, brother, some of my candy sticks happen to be history. Amen. I love history. I love diving, especially biblical history. And converging with that is a lot of archaeology on top of that, especially biblical archaeology. I've received what is called Biblical Archaeology Review for probably the last 30 years. Different things that every time they put a spade into the dirt and turn it, amen, upside down. It's constantly proving the Bible right. Amen. Aren't you glad for that? Amen. When we go to Israel, brother, you can attest to this, that there's constantly new things to see because they're constantly digging up things. So, so with that in mind, I'm going to take your hand of imagination, walk down the avenue of inspiration, and lead you, amen, to Israel one more time. Amen. I hope I don't kafuffle your kafufer with all of this but I, and bog you down in the quagmire of detail. But if I could, we had... In one of the tours, an eccentric tour leader, amen, whose name was Amos. Amos, just like the Old Testament minor prophet, he was kind of an eccentric one. He is a lieutenant 
colonel reserve in the IDF, Israeli army. Uh, amen. At a moment's notice, he can call, brethren. There's a dispatch of different accompaniment of soldiers that, amen, can at any moment's notice go to some engagement somewhere. Matter of fact, he walked into a cell phone, one time cell phone uh, store such as Verizon, and uh, he, our, our tour becomes a singing tour, a singing bus. A lot of apostolics on it, so uh, amen. They just sing their hearts out, and he loved it so much. He's brought us into the cell phone uh, store, and he said, come on, choir, sing. And we did. We sang right there. <laughs> some were on, some were off, but we sung nevertheless. Amen. Matter of fact, brother, we, we went out to different places such as the Golan Heights. And you could see a, a tank depot in the distance. Generally, you don't touch that. But he runs over there. Amen. And in the midst of the dust and out in the middle of nowhere, he talks to someone, runs back to the bus and says, follow me. And we got to go to the tanks and talk to commander and touch tanks. It was just, just really thrilling in that sense. He had a lot of stories with the IDF. So a military point of view. As a matter of fact, he brought us to a particular valley, brother, and this valley was very, very interesting. Beautiful valley, amen, in, in so much that hills on one side encompassing the sun was going down. It was just a beautiful time of day. And on the other side, again, hills on that side. And I, I, I love this because there were no tour towers. Uh, there was no one passing out pamphlets. Uh, there was no one to greet you. Thank you very much. Follow me to this tourist site. Amen. But he said, something happened here. I've got to show you. And so that's exactly what we did. We followed him like a bunch of ants with the lead ant to the ant hill. A amen. And, and, and so if, if I could, brother, eccentric. Could I say this, brother? We were all tired hungry, we, we pulled it, put a full day of touring in. And as a host, I, I, I feel for the people. I, I mean, you run out of peanuts to pass around of your own. Amen. Or oranges or apples from the buffet that you saved. Amen. They're all hungry. I'm going to know you don't get in the way of Pentecostals, hunger, and what's happening. Amen. And so, brother, as a matter of fact, on the way back to the hotel that evening after showing at this valley, I'm going to fast forward just a moment. Amen. A, a prominent rabbi had passed away. And they have a law that within 24 hours they've got to be buried. And so you had 800,000 Israelis going to the funeral. <laughs> Amen. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of flowers. 800,000. Matter of fact, there's a six-lane highway I mean, that's happening between Tel Aviv and Jerusalem, and, and, and th there was such congestion, they had to stop, and they opened the doors. Some of them left them open, brother, and they started walking to Jerusalem. I don't think they all made it to the funeral, but they intended to do so. It was so crowded. I mean, brother, the cars were halfway on the sidewalks and curbs. Police were escorting. Lights were flashing almost everywhere. And our bus was almost back to the buffet. <laughs> Woo! Amen. But there was one car in the way to where about a foot and a half. We couldn't, couldn't get. And he's a good bus driver. I'm real good. He could turn on a dime. Amen, brother. But he couldn't. And so our eccentric tour guide said, he whistled on, come on, brothers. What are we going to do? He said, we're going to move this car. <laughs> all of us, yeah. Come on, somebody. We all got under about six to eight of them, onesie, twosie, whatever you want to call it. And we bounced it. <laughs> Amen. 
and about a foot and a half just so the bus could scream by. You could barely put a penny between that. Hello, somebody. Amen. But the Pentecostals got back to the buffet and we had a time. <laughs> Amen. So I, I say all that, brother, just to show the eccentricity of this, this man. He said, hold on, i got to show you something. Let's go to the river. River, dry creek bed. We did. We went all the way over there, and he said, pick up some rocks. Oh, brother, I'm not going to argue with the man. These are cheap souvenirs. <laughs> you get back to the States. i got a rock from Israel. Here you go. Thank you. Boy, that's cool. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> And so we did, brother. I started picking up rocks. You know, now, brother, when we go to places, I get magnets. You don't get the big stuff. Just magnets. We've got so many magnets, sister, on our fridge. You try to get some milk and you're kind of, <laughs> well, anybody with me over here? Hallelujah. Amen. So, so here it is. We start picking up rocks. Then he begins to explain. Amen. <laughs> he begins to explain. This is the dry creek bed. Where the water flowed, where David gathered the stones for Goliath. I thought, whoa. Somebody say, wow. Say that backwards. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Amen. <laughs> say, I'm sorry. I'm having a good time whether you are or not. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so we picked. We, brother, you, when I found that out, I thought, pocket full of rocks. Amen. We're going home with this. Oh, yeah. This is really good. So I, I said all that to say this, brother. This was the valley, 1 Samuel 17. This is Elah. This is Ephesdemim. This is the valley, amen, where David and Goliath slugged it out. Hallelujah. This is the place of array, the Philistines, nearer to what we would call Gaza today, the Mediterranean Sea, Shukoth and Dezika, amen, and the, and the Israelites of Saul's army on the other side toward Bethlehem and Jerusalem. Toward their home. They set themselves in array, and I'm here to say that on this side, they barely had a blacksmith in Israel. The Philistines, they were geared and amen, ready to go. Sun flickered off of the shiny metal that they had on the hillsides. They displayed themselves to be intimidating to one another, and one had the upper hand. Especially when you have a big burping beast called Goliath that comes two times a day, 40 Days in a row challenging the children of Israel. Somebody say intimidation. Amen. Brother, they were cowering. Amen. Shaking like a bunch of chickens behind the bushes. Wondering what the we're going to do. Anybody ever been there? Why don't you look at your neighbor and say, what the we're going to do? Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, we were there, brother. Some of you are there today. Amen. But I love it. Amen. Out from behind nowhere. <laughs> Comes this young man, brother, freckles hanging off of his face, slingshot hanging out of his back pocket, stinks like a bunch of sheep. There's cheese between his teeth, and he says, Is there not a cause? Is there anybody here that's got a Holy Ghost tenacity that says, Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world? I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. Come on, somebody. Is there not a cause in the house? Somebody ought to get in on the aisle and do a little hallelujah right now. Come on. Amen. Everything that's over my head is already under his feet. Amen. The giant is coming down. Brother, anybody that messes around with God's people usually end up with rocks in their head anyhow. <laughs> Woo. 
Somebody say yes. Somebody say yes. There was. Giant comes down. This is what this is what I can gather. Amen. Brother, from what I understand, David wasn't as big as that guy. But David had a covenant. He said, you uncircumcised Philistine, which simply means you uncovenanted dog. I don't care how short I am. I don't care how young I am. You're coming down. Brother, this is what I can gather. Ephesdemim simply means, amen, the field of great drops of blood. Perfect for chariot warfare. Perfect for the entourage of armies coming and clashing and flashing their swords. Oh, amen. Anything with im, brother, or at least close to it, is a plural. Im, plural, great drops of blood. David didn't worry about the uncircumcised, uncovenanted, because he knew that if I can bring them to where the blood is, it's coming down. All you've got to find is the foot of Calvary. Come on, all you've got to find, you bring that giant to the blood. You bring that finance to the blood. You bring that marriage to the blood. You bring that problem to the blood. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody say yes, yes, yes. Shout yes, yes, yes. Come on, I pray some of you walk out of this place today with the confidence in your spirit. Amen. That I'm an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb. What are you preaching, preacher? Where are you going with this? Somebody say two gates. Say two gates. I, I, I don't want to believe this. I got to hasten. I still see no clock. <laughs> but, but, but thank you. Anybody else with him? Hallelujah. What are you preaching, preacher? He got to explaining something. I loved all that. It was awesome. If you've never been there, you need to be there. Amen. It's just awesome. Damon Goliath, the very valley. Amen. What unfolded that day. But he also shows us someone else sitting on the hillside. He said, say we're up there. There's a city called Kuyafa or Shera'aim. There's a city way up there. Here it is, that little bit of archaeology. Amen. And I, I, I thought, this is awesome. Because I've been reading about it 30,000 feet above sea level. Amen. In a plain somewhere across the pond. And he begins to explain this city. Shera'aim means the city with two gates. And this city was unique in that it was one-layer destruction. If you go to Israel, you're going to find pretty hills here and there. They're called tells. Amen. And they tell a story. Because usually they're layered cities. One empire conquers another and builds upon it. Another empire conquers this one and builds upon it. Sometimes 10, 15, 20 layers. Amen. Under the dirt. It's not a hill. It's a man-made hill. Of empires. Sometimes, brother, you see a burnt layer. They'll discuss when the Bible says that city was destroyed by fire, you actually find the layer that it was destroyed by fire. <laughs> and so, with all of that, this city, Shara'im, is a one layer city. It's never been built upon it. So, the archaeology of it is easy to get to. They can take some kind of a drone and just fly it over somewhere. Amen. Look, and, and they did. They discovered one of the gates of the city. Amen. A gate. Brother, it was broad. It was unique. Now, you, you got to get something about gates and you understand it. Some of you, I'm sure you heard it preached. But it's not some little white picket fence to keep your little chihuahua behind so it doesn't bite the ankles of your neighbor. <laughs> Amen. How, how many still with the preacher? Yeah. <laughs> 
But gates, brother, were gates as, as large as this section and this section over here. They're wood usually, kind of a veneer, different than the walls. See, can I say this, saints? The Isaiah says you'll call your walls salvation. Acts 2.38, John 3.5, in the essentiality that you must be born again. Acts 4 and 12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby. Brother, our walls are secure. They're thick. Come on. Hallelujah. They're going to stand in the time of adversity. Come on. How many got some sound doctrine? Thank God for preachers that preach sound doctrine in this hour. Come on. You've got the best thing on this side of heaven. Come on, Timothy, you keep girding up your loins of truth and keep, come on, I bought the truth and I'm not going to sell it. How many been baptized in Jesus' name? How many got the Ra'u Kodesh, the Holy Ghost? Woo! Evidence is speaking in other tongues. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, I speak in tongues. How about you? <laughs> if you hadn't yet, welcome to the wonderful world of the Pentecostals. <laughs> well... What, what are you preaching, preacher? Amen, brother. That's the walls. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, that's the walls. But gates are called praise. And gates, brother, from what I understand, you just didn't stop. Amen, right there. But gate was more than a veneer. You went down and there were tributaries. Such as if you could turn these seats around and you turn or you turn around toward them, you could converse with one another. Wars were planned at the gates. Gates of the place of communication. It's the city hall of the past. Boaz discussed Ruth where? At the city gates. Lot worked where? At the city gates. Even if it was Sodom. Hallelujah. Whether he had an adverse effect or a positive effect. He was at the gates. Amen. Abraham, the Bible says, I will allow you to possess the gates of your enemy. Jesus said upon this rock, I'll build my Church ecclesia and the gates of hell shall not prevail. The Verizon communication of hell won't prevail against what's going to happen. Woo! Somebody say yes. <laughs> gates, brother. Gates was the communication command of the city. But I looked at it, brother, and I found what was called a bas relief. A bas relief, brother, is a picture carved into stone. They discovered it. There were four ways to conquer a city back then. You don't need walled cities now. Anderson doesn't need a wall. <laughs> Amen. I mean, other parts of the nation might, but not Anderson. Well, it's a, para- it's a Pentecostal paradox. When you walk on thin ice, it gets you in hot water. Hallelujah. Well, <laughs> Anybody with me in the cheap seats back there? <laughs> Amen. Well, we don't need walls, but now when you've got ICBMs, you can launch over. This is the day of tech. But back then, that was tech. One of the ways, brother, was to take scaling ladders and place them up against the wall and climb as quick as you could. But those on the top had the advantage. They could take them down or kick them down. Oh, yeah. And then you could, second one was to go under the wall like a gopher. Dig a hole. Well, go for it. But it's not a good way to fight a battle. Another way to conquer a city was to besiege the city. You kill it from the inside out. That's why the four lepers said, hey man, why sit we here till we die? Oh yeah. 
Amen. And so they would besiege a city. But the fourth way to conquer a city was to take a battering ram, like a telephone pole with a ram's horn on it, to come against the gates, the most vulnerable point of the city. A battering ram with about five, six, seven burly young men, brother. I mean, they've got hair on their elbow. Brother, they've got biceps in their earlobes. They could gargle gasoline and spit fire. Whoa! And they would come against that. And again and again. Until they could get through the veneer. Because once you got the gate, you can get into the city. Saints, I'm trying to preach this. That the gates of the city, amen, the Bible said, are our praise. The devil's going to try to find some kind of constitution to strip you of your spiritual vitality. But he's going to try for the weakest point of your city first. And that's your worship and your praise. And if he can get into your city through your worship, he's, somebody needs to say, I'm going to strengthen my gates of praise. How do you do it? You just keep worshiping. How do you do it? You just keep praising God. Praise him in the morning. Praise him at the noontime. Praise him when the sun goes down. Come on. Praise him on the high sounding cymbals. Praise him in the low sounding cymbals, brother. Let everything that hath breath. Praise him. He loves and dwells in the midst of the praises of his people. Somebody do a little hallelujah right where you're standing. Somebody ought to love God right where you are. Strengthen the gates. Strengthen the gates. Strengthen the gates. Pastor, I don't have all the answers. But if I know in Psalm 87, it says, God says, Yah says, I love all the dwelling places of Zion. But I love the gates more than them all. God loves whatever you're doing for him. The administration, the schematics, the identity inside and outside. But he loves your praise. And if the devil's going to try to crack the code on something, he's going to try to crack the code of praise. If he can break you down there first, then he'll go into your doctrine. Then he'll go into your lifestyle. Then he'll go into everything. Come on, somebody fortify the gates of praise. say it this way. Sister, I don't know how many times you do dishes a day, but you ought to hang a sign above your sink that says divine worship is conducted here three times a day. <laughs> Keep praising. Brother, brother, I don't know if you carpool or not to have someone carpool with you. Amen. But if you do, you put down the passenger visor while you're driving and on that visor there's a little sign that says ride at your own risk buddy I'm believing in the rapture <laughs> Woo! yes yes there ought to be that much evidence of people who are falling in love with worshiping and, pra and praising God somebody ought to get out of the aisle and do a little hallelujah yeah somebody ought to just run an aisle somebody ought to leap for joy Ain't no grave going to hold this body down. Ain't no dead world that's going to hold the life back. Strengthen the gates. Strengthen the gates of praise. I want to move on. I want to get to the gist of this message. But can I say this? There were typically, 
three musical directors that David had. There were others, but there's three. One of them was Jejethon, another was Asaph, another was Heman. Remember, this is the psalm of Heman, Jejethon. Heman, Jejethon means praising and celebrating. He's the one that climbs the wall and bites the ceiling. Woo! I love worship leaders like that. <laughs> They're as cantankerous as a cat in a cage full of canaries. Which one do I grab? Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Then you have Asaph. And Asaph means one who assembles. Whoa. Everything done in decency and in order. Praising, celebrating, decency. They that worship him must worship him in Jejethon and Asaph. Spirit, truth. Look at, your, look, look at your neighbor and say, this is the kicker, though. The third one, the third one, brother, his name is Heman, and his name means, here it is, faithful. Somebody didn't like that one. <laughs> brother Gil, you were on it. Heman, decency and in order, but faithfully. Every day, every chance I get, amen, because he loves my worship, because it strengthens my gate. Ooh, somebody say faithful. Somebody say all the time. Wait, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to throw this, brother, I don't totally plan, but I'm going to throw this out real quickly. Amen. According to the apostles and the 12 of them that there are, a lot of them were nicknames. Amen. Peter, Petros, Simon was the name. That means rock. Brother, these disciples got so close to Jesus by the campfires. Amen. Some of them probably burped and they laughed. I know we like to picture them with halos on. <laughs> they went to the college of harps and halos. And some of them think their shoulders are stubs for angels' wings. Yeah. Amen. But I, I got a feeling they're just, hey, guy, how you doing? Yeah, in so much you had, you had Peter the Rock. You had two guys called the Thunderheads. How you doing, Brother Cumulus? How's it happening? Brother, the, no, don't get me wrong. They discussed word, and they were in the midst of the Torah. I got a good feeling when Jesus was in kindergarten, everybody else around him got good grades. Brother, I love it how that he may go to the mud pile at, amen, five years old in the mud puddle, digs out and craps a bird, looks, find out nobody's looking, blows it, and it flies away. <laughs> well, how many hearing me? Amen, there were others, others, and I'm not going to go through it all, but come to find out that was most likely when you dip through in Libanus, Libanus, that means lovekins. Amen, Thaddeus, that's Lovikins. That's, he was probably the youngest of the disciples. Then you had Thomas, which tradition tells us most likely his name was Judah. Lovikins or Thaddeus was Judah. Amen, Thomas was Judah. And then you had Judas, which is really Judah. All three were praisers. One was out of the mouth of babes and sucklings. That was perfected praise. That's the youngest Judah. Then you had the doubting Judah, ah, the doubting praiser. Then on the other side, you had Judas. If you looked up his name, Judas Iscariot, amen, may have come from the term Sikari, which meant the name of a dagger in the backstabbing assassinations of the Romans. Are you hearing me? Judah, Judah, Judah. You had out of the mouth of babes and sucklings praise. You had the doubting praise. And then you had the backstabbing praise. That I'll praise him when I feel like it. Amen. And it doesn't matter other, uh, other way around wise. 
I'm here to tell you that every one of us has walked into this house and we're walking towards eternity always being a Thomas praiser every morning and we wake up having to make a decision when we're going to have to be out of the mouth of babes and sucklings I'm broken enough to praise you or we're going to praise him in a way that's adverse and backstabbing to the kingdom of God come on somebody I make a choice of praise that says God make me a praiser humbly before you and loving you with all my heart soul here it is here it is I, I gotta hit this brother I'm sorry maybe that was <laughs> is this okay it's okay with him so no matter what you all think <laughs> no, I'm sorry I'm but, but here it is this is what I'm trying wait a minute saints hold, hold, hold the phone we only found one gate and the Bible says the split leads two that's the name Sharaim Im. If, if, if the Bible says it's got two, then it's two. In archaeology, brother, you've got what is called minimalists and maximalists. Minimalists believe David was, but he was just an agricultural chieftain. He wasn't the king. Maximalists believe. <laughs> Amen, but David is who he says he is. He's the king. And from what I understand, brother, in the middle of the Sharaim, the city, they found an administrative center of the stones that had fallen thereof that if you put it back together, substantiates the use of FedEx or UPS. In other words, it was a big time administration center. Some agricultural chieftain would not have had that kind of administrative center in the middle of a little podunk town on the side of a cliff. That means he had some good stuff. That means he was king. Somebody say, yeah. yeah. Sorry, minimalist. Maximalist win over here. Hallelujah. Brother, I thank God for the unity here. I'm not trying to. But what, what are you saying, preacher? <laughs> Amen. What are you saying? You had two gates. And then all of a sudden, brother, I was reading this. I thought this is powerful. Comes from behind the scenes, Elder. Comes from behind the scenes. A green archaeologist. And I don't mean, I don't mean to cuff off you with this, but a green archaeologist. He didn't know much, brother. He brought, he brought the brushes. <laughs> Amen. Maybe a little compressor air, whatever it was. Amen. He starts brushing away, rolling the rock, kicking around over here and kicking around over there, kicking, kicking some more. Until finally, he finds something. Wait a minute. Whoa, look at this right here. He doesn't know how they missed it. But he begins to kick around, brother, and brush around. He said, here it is. Long story short, he discovers the second gate and the trajectory and the geometry and topography of all, brother, matched the first one to the T. This city was in the time of David. This city existed up there as the city of two gates, which was fairly uncommon for a city that size, if any at all. The city of two gates. And what's so powerful about this one, brother, is that it's not facing the side of an enemy somewhere. Here's the whole point. If you didn't get anything, please get this. Can you give me five and a half more minutes? Anybody else with me over here? Watch this. This city gate makes sense, brother. Yes, it's a defensive line. can be offensive as well. If the Philistines come, you open the gates, and an entourage of men come down and flow and battle them somewhere in the distance. It's toward the enemy. <laughs> Amen. How many are thankful that the enemy are under your feet? 
This is the gate that says I'll praise him. Amen. Because he's defeated my enemy. This is the gate that says I got a brand new job. I'll praise him. This is the gate that says I got a raise on the job. This is the gate that says God has strengthened my family. And so I'll praise him. How many are going to praise him for the good he's done? Yahovah. Amen. Our provider. Come on, somebody. His grace is sufficient in the time and the day of need. This is the praise that praises him for what he's done. Because the enemy is under our feet. And because of what he's done for me. Hold on. What about this gate? Wait a minute. This doesn't lead to a neighbor. Enemy. This leads back to Saul's army and their homes. Their homes are in the Judean hills. Amen. They get away from the Shephelah and they go into the Judea. They go back home to Bethlehem, Bethlehem. This is the road that leads all the way to Jerusalem. This is the one, brother, that leads to the holy hill, Mount Moriah, Mount Zion. This is the one that leads to the outer court of the tabernacle where God's thirst and hunger Amen. Is for the tent of David to be established again. This is the place that leads to the outer court of the burnt offerings. <laughs> this is the gate that leads to the inner court. Amen. Of the, of, of, of the lampstand with the oil and the showbread and its frankincense and the taste and the aroma. This is the gate that leads, amen, to the altar of incense. Amen. Where the plumes of smoke can rise to the nostrils of God in heaven. This is the gate that leads to the holiest of holies and the mercy seat where the the I am that I am, the Shekinah of a blue flickering flame, amen, is in the midst. This is the gate that leads to him. If you didn't get anything, we need the first gate, brother. You've got to rejoice. And can I say rejoice for what he's done? My cup is running over and I'm drinking from the saucer. Somebody shout, there's joy in the juice. Somebody say, there's J in the J. That's this gate of praise. I praise him for what he's done for me. But this gate says I praise him because of who he is. And Pentecostals in the 21st century. We got to get a hold of a second gate. Somebody needs to kick around. Somebody needs to discover. Somebody needs to. Somebody's got to find it, brother. You got to find your second gate. You got to break through. You got to say, God, I'll praise you. Not because of what you've done for me. Anybody that can lift their hands under the Lord and say, God, I'm praising you because I got the Holy Ghost. I'm praising you because you're on the throne. I'm praising you because you are peace. I'm praising you because you are mighty, wonderful Father, Counselor. That's it, sir. That's it. How many can dance because he's him? How many can lift their voice because he's him? How many can praise him because of who he is? Something's happening in the house right now. 
Because here's. <laughs> ah! Oh! Brother, could I? Could I? Brother, I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't even put the scriptures down. Uh, is there, Brother Gil, do you have a Bible? Amen. Someone have a Bible next to him maybe? Amen. That's it. Brother, could you find for me Psalm 37 and 1? Brother, could you find Psalm 141 and 1? Psalm 1411, Psalm 35 and 1. Hallelujah. I think I gave these scriptures. I'm, I'm going to sit with the preacher. I'm, well, I'm going to preach anyway. Hallelujah. Watch this. Psalm 35 and 1. Just read down to verse 6 as loud as you can. Preach it, brother. I plead my cause, O Lord. With them that strive with me. Now watch this. This is a Pentecostal pop quiz. You're going to help me here. I plead my cause, O Lord. I strive against, strive against those. Anybody ever been there? Yeah. Okay, you got halos right. too. But I've been there. Yeah. Go ahead. Fight against them that fight against me. Fight against them that fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for mine help. Stand up for my help. Draw yeah, yeah. out also the spear. <laughs> Stop the yeah. way against Stop the way, yes. Me. Say yes. unto my soul, Say I unto am my thy soul. salvation. I am thy Yeshua. Think about it. Let them be confounded and put to shame. Let, let, let them be confounded. That seek after my soul. That seek after my soul. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion. Yeah, confusion. That devise my hurt. Devise my hurt. Let them be as chaff before the wind. <laughs> Shaft before the wind. Let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let the, that, <laughs> that's all I need, bro. Let the angel of the Lord. In other words, God's David saying, God cause the angels to set up. Yes. Chase them down. Yes. You got a problem, brother? Say, angels. Sick them. Cancer, you've got to go. Back problems, you got to go. Kidneys, you got to be rearranged. God's going to touch the body. Yes, sir. What gate is that? This is what you've done for me. This is a psalm. This is a gate. This is a song. This is praise. I praise you with a first gate praise. But watch this. Watch this. Pop quiz again. Go ahead. Psalm 141 and 1 and 2 only. Thank you, sir. Here it is. Lord, I cry unto thee. Lord, I cry unto thee. Sounds familiar already. Make haste unto Make me. Make haste unto me. Give ear to my voice. Give ear unto my voice. When I cry unto thee. When I cry unto thee, says David. Let my prayer be set forth before Let thee. Let my prayer <laughs> that be set before thee as incense. And lifting up my hands as the evening as the sacrifice. Evening, evening sacrifice was the one of the most favorite sacrifices of Yah. What are you saying, preacher? A lot of psalms have commentary in them in the sense. Psalm 51 is a psalm because of the mistake and he's repenting. Psalm 23 is in the valley. Thank God for sheep, shepherd and sheep relationship. But commentators say that 141 is because Absalom had just taken the throne of David. David walks off Mount Sion, walks through the Kidron Valley, up the hillside, amen, of the Mount of Olives. And he begins maybe to hide behind some rock and weep. I cry unto thee. And then all of a sudden, brother, he says, and David is a prototype of Pentecost to come. 
in Acts that says, as it says in Amos, in the last day, he wants to resurrect the tent of David. Amen. He says, let the lifting up of my hands, let my prayer be set before thee as incense, and the lifting up of my hands, or the bloody piece of meat as it drips off the elbow. I don't have a piece of meat. I don't have any incense for smoke. But let what I'm doing here, because I long to be over there. I know the impeccable timing of the priesthood. I can see the plumes of smoke. I long to be with them. <laughs> David didn't say, it's an intimate disappointment, God. Take Absalom off of my throne. Take the servants down. Bring them off of my hill. Instead, he says, no, I remember my favorite things. Saints, what song and what gate is David exemplifying here? It's not the first one. It's the one that says, I love him too much <laughs> to fail him now. <laughs> I'm close. I'm close. Sister, I'll just kind of think. Amen. Could, could you remain standing, somebody? Somebody say, discover the second gate. Brother, I challenge you this morning. Kick her out. Kick her out. Discover the second gate of praise. That says not, not for what he's done for me, but of who he is. Sometimes, brother, secularism will hold itself at an arm's length from your preaching in Anderson. Why? Is because some of them, amen, and atheists and agnostics, and there's not a real one out there. Amen. But they'll hold you at arms like, ah, because the word of God is contradictive. It says over here, love your neighbor as yourself. But Jesus even said that, amen, if you don't hate your mother and father, you're not my disciple. I paraphrase. How does that make sense? It doesn't until you bring it back to that Hebrew he probably taught you. But the word in Hebrew, in the Hebrew Matthew, in the Hebrew Gospels, Say the word sone. Could you say sone? Sone is a prioritizing kind of word. It's a priority word. It's not that you hate hate in English. It's that you don't love them as much. Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I sone. He loved Esau at least enough to give him lambs and rams. But he loved Jacob more. I hate Leah. No, Jacob didn't hate, hate Leah. For, from her fourth child, this time I will. Judah, Yehuda, praise the Lord. You said it so well. Let me be buried with Leah as the progenitor. He didn't, he didn't hate Leah, but he loved Rachel more. I'm not saying it's in this church, please. The Lord has me to preach it somewhere to somebody that some of us come to church and you hate church. Possibly some of you here hate church while you're in church. No, 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 no. Not hate, hate in English. You so nay. In other words, you love some other place more. 
I'm not saying it's here, but it's impossible that some of us here hate, and I say this reverently, you hate Jesus. You hate him here. No, Brother Nolan, that's an atrocity. I don't hate. No, 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 no. So nay, it's just that you love somebody more. The second gate, brothers, the gate of intimacy. The second gate is where I see his glory and I feel the weight of his presence. The second gate, it says, either God's going to move me or I'm going to move God, but something's got to give. <laughs> Somebody right where you are, kick around, kick around, kick around. Find the gate, find the gate. Could you lift your hands, somebody? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody's got to find the gate. Somebody's got to say Jesus. Somebody's got to say Jesus. Somebody's got to say Jesus. Come on, Psalm 141. Let the lifting up of my hands be the most favorite thing. Let my prayer. You're coming from the back. You're coming from the front. You're coming from everywhere in the church. Could you feel these aisles could you feel this altar somebody kick around come on somebody kick around Jesus 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 sister Nolan you don't even have to sing it yet just keep playing come on somebody start praying come on not because he's given me a new job not because I don't have pain not because I feel this way or that way could you lift your hands everywhere could somebody find their second gate of praise I love him I love him come on that's it that's it sister go ahead go ahead right at the altar come on sir that's it it doesn't matter who's around me I'm digging it out I'm digging it out I'm gonna find him for who he is come on he's the sweet rose of Sharon he's the lily sister knowledge sing it sing it unto the Lord come on let the worshipers arise